previously on Quantum Kickflip. Your mom is the head of the local doorways chapter, and she's the one who talked you into being the uh, the poster child for anti-slug blasting. Slug blasting's so cool. Why do you hate, no, slug, I don't blasting? hate slug blasting? The duo of uh, Jason and his buddy are like, all right, if uh, anyone who's wondering who's the best slug blasters in Null, you tell them it's Subsonic Sentinel. Uh, so yeah, you guys glide through this uh, this beautiful pristine glass hallway crisscrossing and, and weaving through each other's paths uh, and it all just looks cool as hell <laughs> weird gravity there is a gigantic circular stained glass window uh, or at least that's what was there <laughs> as you see your friend Chester bursting out into the light of day below the window there is a, a large arched doorway out of which uh, a group of robed figures comes charging out angrily shouting and shaking their fists and pointing at this armored individual I, uh, okay we gotta go we gotta go Alright everybody, welcome back to Quantum Kickflip, a Slug Blaster podcast. Uh, my name is Robin, I'm going to be your, your GM, your Slug Master, your host. Uh, and with me I have five of my very best friends and the funniest people in the world who are going to play this game with me. Let's introduce ourselves by the order in which you joined uh, the sketch comedy group that we're all a part of uh, and or founded it. Go! Oh no. I guess I'll Well I know start. who's first, yeah. I'll go start because I was like, hey, you guys want to be in a sketch group with me? Uh, and now here we are. My name is Liam, and I'm playing uh, the character Lake Marsden. Uh, she uses the reality cannon as her signature device uh, and is the heart playbook uh, of our slug blasting crew. Uh, I don't know who you asked first, so I'll just jump in yeah. there, I guess. It's you, fam, uh, yeah. I'm Dave Ray, and I'm playing Chester Capone. He's using the grit playbook and uh chester has powered armor he is a you know a tough son of a gun and you know what he's got a heart of gold but he's not the heart playbook that's somebody else that's that's me yeah then there's me i'm lena anderson and i am playing angus franklin uh he is the guts playbook with the skip mode runners as his signature device and as of last game i got some cookies so things are coming up angus uh, hey, my name is Glenna Showalter. Uh, I joined the debutantes second to last of all of us, because I begged and begged and they finally let me in. <laughs> anyway, I'm here now and I'm playing Elliot Buchanan. She is the chill playbook. She's an aspiring singer-songwriter cool teen who likes hanging out. I'm the widow sketch comedy baby. <laughs> I got into the group for nepotism of being friends with Gwenna. You're also going to be the first one to ever be cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I'm, I'm okay with that. That's my legacy. And that is the legacy of Michael Vetch, who is here playing Nick Lowe, the smarts playbook. Uh, he is also the the widow baby of the of the uh, <laughs> uh, slug blasting crew, and he's the young, sprightly, anime obsessed, sword wielding uh, adventure boy. There it is. And as I said, I'm Robin, and I'm uh, hoping to one day join the debutantes if I can prove my worth to them by running a really good slug blaster game. Then maybe they'll let me make comedy with them. You've been an intern uh, for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, 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 featured player. They call you. <laughs> 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 
So last time around, you guys went to the uh, the plane of Desneen, which was like all underwater ocean plane. You went and broke into a, uh, a, a research facility hunting for some components, uh, which you, you were able to recover. You were able to get uh, a piece for Chester's powered armor that he desperately needed, as well as some bonus components for you to upgrade your gear. So I believe all of you have like tricked out new abilities on your playbooks which is very cool Mm -hmm. Uh, or on your on your signature device i should say you've you've unlocked some things there uh you also had a run-in with a uh a little baby hexapus and a giant mama dodecapus so many widow babies (laughs) (laughs) and you you left your legacy in that dimension in that you uh both skated the cool glass corridor around the outside of the station and then also it got it smashed by a giant squid monster so that no one will ever be able to skate it again. <laughs> you are officially the last crew to ever skate the Alpha Curve because now oh, yeah. the Alpha Curve no longer exists. Uh, so that's pretty dope. Uh, you also each had some uh, run-ins in the downtime scenes. You've all gotten in various amounts of trouble and or romance. Um, and now we find ourselves at the start of a new run. So we're going to start off with a, a couple of brief scenes. Uh, and I want to actually catch up. Uh, with our good friend Lake. So Lake, you're, uh, you're uh, at your house, it's a Friday morning before school. You're just coming down the stairs, maybe to come grab some breakfast. Uh, what's what's Lake's before school Friday breakfast of choice? Oh, definitely like sugar, sugary cereal of some kind. Um, I think Panic makes a cereal. Uh, <laughs> it was, it's like a limited <laughs> oh, no. edition thing. Um, it happens to be the, available this month. Uh, where, wherever we live is a test market, um, and so uh. she's she's eating some like energy drink flavored uh sugar sugar pop balls for breakfast it's uh the cereal is called panic in the morning yeah with like an exclamation mark after the panic like panic at the disco yeah yeah. Um, (laughs) uh so you you come down the stairs uh eager to grab yourself a heaping bowl of panic uh energy cereal oh god that sounds so gross (laughs) it's like vector but with like cherries in it yeah 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 do you still fill it with milk, or do you pour more panic on top of it? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> oh. Panic also makes a milk. Um, yeah. <laughs> you come down the stairs, slide into the kitchen to uh, pour yourself a big bowl of cereal. Um, but before you can, your mom is already there, uh, and she's uh, she's at the stove. She's making some French toast, which is not a normal occurrence on like on school mornings. It's kind of a like everyone grab and go, but uh, but she's clearly gotten up early to to make you a little breakfast here. Oh. oh, hey, you you have some time, right? Yeah, I, I do, especially if you're if you're making me breakfast. And she like eats a handful of the the sugar pops like right out of the box and like puts them away, seeing French toast is being made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I see. Uh, your your mom is uh, she like takes the toast out and and sets it on the plate and and sets it in front of you. Uh, Maybe also takes an orange from the nearby fruit bowl and and sets that on your plate as well, because, you know, it's important to eat healthy. Oh, thanks. What's what's the occasion? Uh, Well, um, I was wondering if maybe we'd have a chance to talk for a little bit. I feel like with you starting school and everything, it's it's been a while since we've had a chance to just, just connect, you know? Sure, like, like, looks over, like, her one shoulder, looks over her other shoulder, and is, like, it's weirdly suspicious that none of the other 
like Marsden children are here. She's got two older siblings and two younger siblings. To, and... uh, to that end, I think Camry uh, walks through the kitchen. Yeah. He's got uh, the carton of milk out of the fridge, like the, the almost <laughs> empty carton. And just like the entire time he walks through the kitchen, he's got his head yeah. back with the milk <laughs> pouring down his throat. And he like passes through the kitchen and goes down the hallway. Okay, yeah. <laughs> They've all been dismissed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like this okay. family is around. And you're, it's not an ambush or anything. Oh, you're, you're not in trouble. You're not in oh. trouble, sweetie. Okay. I just, I just want to check in with you. How's school been going? I mean, good, good as can be expected. I mean, I'm probably one of the luckier kids. I knew, I knew a lot of the, you know, kids in my class from from junior high, uh, and uh, you know, yeah, it's it's going along nicely. I mean, P- Patterchuk's gonna Patterchuk. You know, you know how that is. But <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I I just noticed as well. I mean, I wanted to make sure that you were. Being well adjusted and, and everything with with this new transition into high school, um, but I've also noticed that you haven't really done much with doorways lately. I mean, you did that one photo shoot, and I I do appreciate that, but I I thought you might come out to you know some of the events that we've been having. Yeah, she does the the audible <clears throat> like drops her spoon in sides in a way that's like you're meant to notice. Like, ah, uh, I did the photo shoot. That was our deal. You said I got to keep the reality canon if I did the photo shoot. Yes, and I I have lived up to my word, haven't I? And I've I, lived up to mine. Well, you know, there's just a lot of things that would be uh, really interesting, I think. You know that there's the youth meetings, and I think a lot of people would be very interested to meet you. You know, you did the photo shoot. I thought that you might be a little bit more interested in, in what we do here. Oh yeah, you know it just and and getting getting signed up for school and and adjusted. I'm in all these clubs, and she like pulls out uh, like a, a notebook with some some dangly you know like frilly things in the in the coils. Uh, and she it's a it's a day timer, and she's like, oh yeah, I'm in I'm in I'm in uh, de- debate. I have a debate recital and uh, and and swim karate. <laughs> karate uh, just makes up a bunch of fake fake clubs that don't exist, and and it's just kind of trying to like blow off her mom. Yeah. Well, I guess I can understand if if you're being kept busy with school and and I mean that is a very nice thing that you know you are finding all these things that you're so passionate about, my passionate lake. That's, yeah. And best of all, you're not slug blasting. And that's maybe the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, and she like she jams the fork into the french toast. She f- feels really bad that she's like <laughs> uh lying about it, but uh, damned if she's gonna go to another doorways thing. I, I mean, I just, I, I don't know what I would do if, if you were to go through another portal because you had said you had said to me that it was a portal that that caused, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, it was. I definitely had a. Um. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's tough, and I'm I'm just glad you're okay. Of, of course, of course. I think you like grab my grab my head and push like push it kind of against your like motherly bosom and, and <laughs> whatever whatever blouse you're wearing takes takes on the like um uh, the, the the glitch effect that like that gets any... shimmery and yeah. yeah. And then as you pull away it dissipates. Yeah. Hey, honey, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh tomorrow uh like like I said, um I uh uh uh, uh, uh role role playing games in the gymnasium club. Oh, you're so busy. Well, if you have any time this weekend, maybe Sunday or something, let's 
Let's do something. Just you and me, some mother-daughter time. Sure. Yeah, I'd I'd love that. I I really I really would. I really would. And she really would, but also double life of slug blasting, you know. It, it is a true statement. She would love to spend time with her mom. Ah. And I think that's where we leave that scene. You guys have a bit of a uh, genuine moment in what is otherwise a uh, chess game of a conversation that you guys are having. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we cut to uh, the middle of the school day as the bell rings for lunch. You've all just had your morning classes. I think Friday's always, it's a, a bit of a drag because it's, you know, the last day before the weekend and you just want to get out of there and you're just thinking about all the stuff you're going to do and all of the dimensions you're going to visit. But first you got bio and that's annoying but the lunch bell rings and it's a little reprieve uh i feel like we've been focusing on lake a lot that's intentional uh who does lake eat lunch with i i feel like the whole crew probably either can't or doesn't convene for lunch uh maybe some of you have extracurriculars but lake who do you eat lunch with and or who wants to jump into the scene and have lunch with lake i, I mean my my instinct would be uh i think that the characters i've sort of met the most in this were um uh, have or not met the most, but forged the most bond with would either be uh, Elliot or Angus. Though uh, I could see uh, Nick or Chester being there. Let's go with Elliot and Chester are there. Sure. Nick eats in the computer lab a lot. Yeah, Nick eats in the computer lab, and Angus is getting into <laughs> trouble somewhere. I feel like it's a fifty-fifty that Angus is either eating lunch in the cafeteria or hiding somewhere to smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think maybe it's the sort of thing where. Lake and Elliot had a class together and were like, let's go get lunch. And they sat down together. And then at some point, Chester just sat down next to them. And it was like, I guess this is happening. I guess we do this now. I, I, yeah. I, but then again, we, I don't want to know, know this, but we've, uh, um, we've been to the bottom of the endless ocean together. I think we'd be like, hey, pal, you can That's join fair. us. Okay. Well, it is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still new at school, right? Like Chester's still new. Maybe he's like looking around for somewhere to sit, and we're like, "Yo, over over here, dude." Yeah, less of a like, uh, "Oh, I wouldn't want him to eat with us," and more of just like a, "Oh, this hasn't happened before." But like, yeah, of course, that makes sense. We're all a crew. Yeah, why not? So yeah, you guys are all sitting there, and as you start digging into your lunch. You see the classic gang of uh, Tamblin and Cheryl Ann. Uh, and I think Jason and Kabir are there too. The four of them are like walking together, looking for somewhere to sit down. Uh, and Jason is going on about their latest subsonic sentinel escapades of like, oh yeah, so then, uh, so there we were. We went back, back to Vestige. Not because it's the only place we know how to go, but because uh, it, it was the site of our greatest challenge and subsonic sentinel never backs down from a challenge. So we went back to, you know, face the monsters, but none of them really showed up. So we just kind of hung around for a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was awesome we did so many sick tricks it was so cool and, and Kabir is like yeah it was it was pretty cool it was okay I guess I, I kind of got bored and Jason's like it, it wasn't boring it was it was awesome we're cool slug blasters and it was awesome mm-hmm. and as they approach your table uh, Tamlin does just sort of a, a like uh, hey uh, Jason maybe we can sort of pick this up later and uh, kind of glances over at your group and gives you a bit of a, a stink eye. And Jason's like, what? I, I'm telling you about my adventures, babe. I thought you were into it. And Tam's like, no, no, I am. I just, you know, like not not in front of the narc over there. And they are now very close to your table. Uh, do you do you take this bait at all? Are they talking to us? I, I don't know. I, well, I'm not a narc, you know. I never talk to my parents. 
Sherylan hears you say, are they talking to us? And is like, yes. And Tamlin's like, Cheryl, no, come on. Well, I, I, I'm not a narc, so I, I don't know. Tamlin's like, what you're talking not about. you, the one on the posters. Uh, so the second time today, she like reluctantly drops her utensil and sighs into her food. She's like, oh, I'm not a narc. And Tamlin's like, listen, I know you guys are trying to be like the hot new slug blasting crew and like prove how cool you are or whatever. But like you're literally on the anti slug blasting poster. Like you're working with doorways. You did a photo shoot for them. They didn't. That's not like a, a candid photo that they just like grabbed from. So like you, you worked with them. You, you posed for them once an arc always an arc i'm sorry but like you're you're not fooling us oh so this isn't about drugs i i because like, that's a, kind of a key thing about being a narc because you're like it's with narcotics or whatever you're talking about, oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly insightful chester Sherylan's like no narc just means like when you narc on people like when you tell on people like just when you're like not cool and you it's just like it's just narking it's just narking it doesn't it's not short for anything at the comment not cool she like like kind of like makes eyes with Elliot like can can you maybe say something because I'm I'm beat red listen you know the lake's cool you were there right I've seen the act that she puts on, and I'm telling you that it's not fooling anyone. She's just trying to, like, get in undercover so she can, like, bust us all for sneaking into other dimensions or whatever. So why would she... Not that that's a thing that we do because we don't do that, and uh, you can't prove that we do, Narc. Uh, why would she be busting you if she hangs out with us? Well, maybe you're all part of her little, like, canine unit or whatever police squads are called. And uh, Sherylan's like, nice one. (laughs) She's like, listen, I have no beef with you, Elliot. You've always been cool and you lend us your speakers and that's awesome. But the longer you hang out with certain present company included, the longer I take a good hard look at, you know, what you're all about and start to wonder what's going on there. So I'm, I'm just saying... If you want your social status to, you know, stay intact, uh, you should just maybe think about it a little more is, is all I'm saying. And Jace is like, this is a lot. I just wanted to talk about, c- can we go over here so we can keep talking about our stuff? And uh, Kabir is like, yeah, let's go uh, sit over by the vending machines. And they all kind of make their yeah, way. I love you and I trying to imagine what catty girls, teenage girls sound like to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Your social status will be immediately diminished. It's like, oh no, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Not my status. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's sick. It's very good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they make their way over to the other corner of the room and just kind of leave you guys to, uh, eat your lunch, leave you alone there. Thank you. But both of you, thanks. Yeah. I'm I'm not a narc. I just made a deal with my mom. I got to keep the reality canon if I did this poster for doorways. And she also doesn't know that the reality canon is what backfired and and glitched me all out. She, she thinks it was moving through the portals. It's, It's a whole thing. I know you're not a narc. Parents do yeah. rule our lives. Yeah, like, n- no worries. You know, like, look, I only did weed once, and that was a long time ago, so you can't even, like, get me in trouble with that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we uh, we go now to the end of the day, and we go out to, uh, not too far, we're not off school property, but we uh, we go out to uh, to the outside area. The 
western edge of the Hillview Secondary football field is in full view of the school's courtyard, and there are major roads, or as major as roads get in Hillview anyway, to the south and east. This leaves one small corner of the field to the north in which the bleachers completely obscure the area behind them from view, with nothing but an underused alleyway on the far side. With the addition of a few scavenged milk crates for seating, an old coffee can for cigarette butts, and an extension cord run from a nearby outdoor power outlet that's absolutely supposed to be locked but isn't, this small but secluded hideaway has become a makeshift base of operations for our teenaged heroes. So yeah, it's the end of the day, school has let out, and you all find yourselves uh, behind the bleachers, which is one of the hangouts that you've listed on your crew sheet. You guys get a couple of hangouts for your crew, and this is one of them that we haven't seen yet. So I've painted a few of the details, but feel free to like, this is your hideout, you can make it look like whatever you want it to. Uh, but give me a brief rundown of what everyone is up to this afternoon. Uh, I think, if I may, I think Elliot's talking to Nick, because uh, she found an old tape recorder. And she wants his opinion on it uh, as the smarts. So yeah, I mean, I just like found it in the uh, in the attic, and no one's used it. I think the tape in here is blank. Do you think it's still good? That's interesting. Looking in at the microphone inputs, it should still be recording any anything you try and record with. Uh, you might just need to get a, a variety of different tapes if you want to record quite a lot of stuff. There's not not too much storage on one of these older units, but should be good to go. Uh, while doing this, Nick is actually sitting on the bleachers, but on the underside of the bleachers. <laughs> so he's got like his Rift Ninjas stuck to the underside <laughs> of a bleacher, and then surprising leg strength to still sit underneath. <laughs> it's very, it's like not practical at all, but it's what he's doing for some reason. And then he lets go of the recorder and it drops down into Elliot's hands. <laughs> Tight, thanks. Oh, anytime. I think Chester is, uh, you know, under one of the um, supports for the bleachers and he's like working on his math homework and he's just like, boy, this is, I mean, why are there letters now in my math? I didn't know. This, like, it doesn't spell anything at all. And then, like, and that's what he's focusing on trying to do this work. <laughs> Uh, I think Angus is sitting slightly over to, like, a, a corner, quote-unquote, of the bleachers by uh, everyone's request, because, he, as, as he do, he is smoking a cigarette. Nice. Yeah, you've got the uh, the coffee can there, and you're... Uh, yeah, he's over by the coffee into can. The, into the can. Yeah, um, maybe they've put the coffee can in a certain place, and they're like, this goes here, and if you want to smoke, you go to it, and not the other way around, okay? Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, Lake rolls in. Yeah, Lake uh, just has a sticker from that Panic uh, breakfast cereal. Uh, and she slaps it on one of the taller rungs of the bleachers because she's super tall and then joins her crew. Uh, I believe now that you're all together, I'm pretty sure that Nick has learned some interesting info for you guys. You were all planning to do a little slug blasting this weekend, actually. The plan was uh, maybe one of you has something going on after school that you can't get out of today or uh, in the evening. But uh, tomorrow, the plan was that you were all going to head over to Thennis Spar and take a look around for new portal zones uh, to try and find uh, new routes into other dimensions. Because you've kind of explored all of your like adjacent dimensions to Null. Uh, and you're looking to branch out and go somewhere cool and interesting. But I believe Nick has some news. Uh, so I think Nick drops down from upside down on the bleachers and, like, lands pretty gracefully down amongst the group. Uh, were we still planning on doing that Thinnish Spire run tomorrow? Yeah, yeah I, think I think so. so. Yeah. 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 Well, I, honestly, I think it might be better if we try and delay a bit. Huh? 
uh, at lunch I was, well, there's this one computer in the lab that's right next to the printer, so it's really nice and easy to print things. But I managed to bypass the, the school's uh, list of, of uh, blocked sites, and looking at some of the interdimensional news sites, it seems like there's going to be a lot of commotion going on in Tennis Bar tomorrow. I mean, commotion is why we slug blast, isn't it? Yeah, but this is like the, the well, it, it, it's doorways commotion. They're, they're supposed to be doing some kind of big protest over there, and I don't know, it's the group that's specifically against slug blasting, and to go slug blasting while they're there, you know? I'm going to cut in on that beautiful sound that you just made, uh, just uh, for the benefit of our listening audience, to just explain a little bit of what doorways is all about. So Doorways, as described in the Slug Blaster manual, is a parent group concerned about the negative effects of slug blasting on the teenage population. Uh, According to Doorways, portaling into other dimensions is extremely hazardous, and no one really knows the impacts that it has on the developing teenage brain or what the long-term health risks are. And the thing is, they're not wrong. The multiverse was only discovered pretty recently, and there haven't really been studies into the impacts of extra-dimensional travel. It's like a pretty valid concern, but that doesn't make it suck any less. Uh, Now, no one is entirely sure how many chapters of Doorways exist, uh, but they've recently begun springing up in other planes besides Null, and you guys are aware of this, but uh, yeah, that's what what Doorways are all about. I mean, if it's the thinnest spar Doorways, they can't get us in trouble. It's not like they're going to come to Null and talk to our parents, right? Side note, how did Doorways get to Thenis Spar? He didn't say anything about that in the article, so I'm not really sure. Know. Killjoys just might be a universal constant. Sorry, say say that again about the can't get us in trouble part, Elliot? Well, uh, like Lake's eyes kind of light up. What are they going to do? Portal over to our dimension? That's the whole thing that they don't do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She like strokes her chin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lake, talk. Well, just, I mean, they can't, they can't, nar- like, they can't narc on us, right? And, like, so if we were to, to go, I mean, they would if they Wait, could, but I bet if you went and mess- drugs and then spar? No, 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 not, not, oh, man. Uh, I just, I just think it'd be a great place to make a splash, really make a scene. Uh, think of the, think of the live stream. Yeah. Really, really, uh, uh, make a, make a fool of them. You want to goof up their protest? Well, I just, like, show that we're not part of it at the very least, like, just- I think those, those creeps at lunch really got under my skin, and I want to show them. I want to show them what's what. I'll show them that I'm not afraid of doorways, and that I'm not. I'm not with them. I'm not. I'm not part of that. I'm sure there'd be actually a lot of coverage at the protest anyway. So if we showed up and started pulling some stunts, we'd we'd probably get a lot of a lot of eyes on our on our tricks and and everything. I mean, this is a good idea. I mean, I've been wanting to try weed again, and uh, if if we can't get in trouble out there, I think this is a good opportunity. Yeah, it's like international waters. <laughs> Angus isn't saying anything, but his smile is getting bigger and bigger as this conversation is going on. Oh, very good. Uh, so yeah, the uh, the plan is set. The crew agrees to meet up the following morning. Uh, and go goof up the protest in Thenispar. I love it. Uh, I guess I'll throw it out to you guys. Does anyone have anything they want to do or any scenes that they want to see before we cross over the dimensional barrier? Uh, I think Angus will want to hang back with Nick after after the meeting adjourns. Ooh, intrigue. I love it. Uh, yeah, everyone else uh, takes off to their various things that they got to do. Yeah, we talk about lunch, how everyone sucked at lunch. <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, Nick, buddy. Oh, yeah, what's up? 
I just wanted to throw this out there. Uh, while you're mapping out our route to Thenispar, I know there's a, a pretty straightforward way through Vestige, right? Oh, yeah. I was figuring we might go that. That was pretty much the way we got back from Vestige before, so... Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I've just been doing a little bit of uh, looking into Thin Zones and, and stuff like that. And uh, if I give you some info, I, I think there might be a new way into Thenispar, maybe through the Golden Jungle. Oh, you you, you found a new spot? Uh, I think so. Obviously, I haven't tried <laughs> punching through yet, but uh, I figured that would be something that we could explore and, and add to our intel. Oh, I don't really have any homework that I need to do tonight. Did, did we want to swing by and you can maybe show me... We, we could scope it out right now? Let's go. Awesome. Amazing. And off they go. Uh, Angus, where's your spot? Ooh, okay. Uh, I want to take a moment to think about this because I know one of the aspects of portaling is that sometimes where it portals kind of looks like... Like a mirror? Yeah. Uh, the Wherever you come out, it's sort of the geography, like mirrors whatever dimension that you have punched through from hillview greenhouse hillview greenhouse (laughs) Uh, i'm almost thinking if there's some kind of like cell tower or something and if we we have to like go through the like the base of it or down the side of it or something and then we come out of the base of a huge tree Oh, yeah, yeah, it, like this kind of iconic tree in the golden jungle is the, like, where it comes out, so you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah and idea. that's exactly the kind of correlation. It's like there's a water tower in Hillview that's a monolith in Thenispar, or the overpass in Vestige is the, uh... uh I started saying it and I didn't have a thing for it. It's, you know what it is, is it's the hill, because Hillview is a bit of a misnomer. It's not, Hillview isn't on a hill with a beautiful view. It's that uh, you can see a hill from the town. In view of the hill? <laughs> I want to take credit for this joke, but this is, this is canon. Mikey told me this. This is from the creator. <laughs> So yeah, the uh, the cell tower is the spot, and I like the offer that it comes out into a tree. Uh, but we're not going to see how that plays out. We're going to cut ahead to the following day. You guys all meet up in the morning. I think you just kind of meet downtown. There's not a lot of town to Hillview. It's, you know, Main Street is Main Street, so you guys just, you all know, kind of meet up by the one bench uh, with the thought of heading to the portal zone. And I think when it's time to, like, okay, everyone's here, everyone's shown up, uh, Lake uh, Chester and Elliot all start to move towards the portal zone that would take you to Vestige, uh, whereas Nick and Angus uh, start to move in the opposite direction, and there's sort of a moment of confusion where uh, no one really knows what's going on. Hey, uh, aren't, aren't we going this way? Where, where are you two headed out? Oh, this is awkward. Oh, sorry, I forgot to mention this in... in I didn't send out a message or anything last night. I, I was too excited thinking about all the possibilities. We, uh, we were going to try and go through the Golden Jungle to get over to Thenispar today. Angus found this this new thin zone over by the cell tower, and and everything that we scoped out yesterday, it seems like it should go right on through. Nice. Oh, oh, Angus did, did he? Yeah, I'm a smart little mm. boy. <laughs> I think I you must be smart enough to remember that I told you that I don't want to go to the Golden Jungle, because that's where... We're not going to go to the Golden Jungle Lake. We're going to go through the Golden Jungle. It's completely different. Oh, boy. Like, uh, I don't know. Last time we did that, I did not have a great time in the Golden Jungle. It was a little bit much for me. Actually, I would be super into the Golden Jungle. Like I said, I got this new tape recorder. I would love to sample some jungle sounds. 
fine. Uh, uh. <laughs> and kick kicks off and starts like beating you there to it. She she's she's itching to get to Thenispar. Damned the um. <laughs> Angus will try to race you <laughs> as you try to get ahead. He'll he'll like kick off and also try to build momentum. Sweet. I uh, I love the turn this has taken and the offer that's been made here. I think Angus. Yes. Roll a d6 for me to just see how this little detour goes. If it's a six, you uh, pass through totally fine. Everything goes swimmingly. If it's a four or five, maybe there's some complications along the way. Uh, and if it's a one to three, uh, we're maybe going to have some uh, trouble to deal with along the way before you get to where you're going. <laughs> you can feel free to add stuff from your playbook or your device. Feel free to add extra uh, dice or kick if you can justify it. But uh, yeah, let's see how this detour goes. Uh, so selfish. I'm going to add a kick. If I succeed, can I get a Gundam selfie, please? Oh, because the uh, the Golden Jungle famously has a, a, a giant Gundam, um, possibly more than one. Yeah, and I think that was something that uh, Jason and Kabir had set up, was that they tried to get pictures with the Gundam, but they were all distant and, uh, and blurry. Yeah, uh, you're just rolling the one die straight, though? I am just rolling the one die. Okay. Here we go. Four. Okay, mixed success. Not bad at all. Well, how about this, Robin? Yeah. One of the things I think about with the jungle, it reminds me of in Manitoba when I would uh, go through the the national park out there. Uh, the mosquitoes were, uh, they had fish flies, actually, uh, on the path. And as you were running down the path, it would hit you in the face and they were awkward. They'd go down your throat. It was the worst. So maybe a part of this is just like we're getting hit by mosquitoes and like they're like maybe mosquitoes the size of house cats. Yeah, that's oh, right. Oh. <laughs> and like, you know, they like don't go mis- in your mouth, though. <laughs> no, no, no. But like when they take a bite out of you, you know, like how mosquitoes give you that like little lump. Uh, except if it's the size of a house cap, uh, it's like golf ball sized like lumps on you. Oh, and and everyone is just like so frustrated by the time we're through the golden jungle because we've all got at least one golf ball cat mosquito bite. <laughs> yeah, I love that offer. So uh, so you guys are uh, like you first punch through and it's a uh, like a, a picturesque, idyllic uh, golden jungle morning. Everything's dewy and everything's just radiant. Uh, and it's it's just it's beautiful. It's a beautiful landscape. It's like a like a desktop wallpaper from an old computer. <laughs> but then, yeah, immediately you start to hear that that buzzing sound, and you are um, what are they called? I don't have a clever portmanteau name for mosquito cats. Meowskitos. Meowskitos. Yeah. Wait, do they actually have like cat-like features, or are they just the size of a cat? Ah, uh, they do now, baby. Oh boy. <laughs> So these uh, moscatos are uh, trying to uh, like are biting us. I I want to I want to give the detail that I get two in particular. Like yeah, maybe I got a few others, but two in particular that are the most notable are on the, like kind of like near the top of my forehead, on opposite sides, so that when it bulges out, it kind of looks like devil horns uh, <laughs> bulging from my forehead. Cool, badass. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, you are set upon by these Meowskitos, Moscatos. Different slug blasters have different names for them. They're mosquitoes the size of cats. <laughs> uh, everyone gets <clears throat> at least one bite. Uh, Angus, you don't get your selfie with the Gundam, unfortunately, because it's just too too many bugs. Uh, you can just you can barely navigate your way through. And I think as a result of this, it's just a much more stressful journey all around than you had planned. By the time you get out of this, you're all a little worse for wear. You're all a little bit lumpy and bumpy. But you do make it successfully through. It was a four, and uh, and it is a mixed success. And before long, you find yourselves in the plain of Thenispar. It is early morning in Thenispar's market district, but already the streets are packed. Vendors are set up along either side of the thoroughfare in makeshift stands, behind carts, and on thick woven rugs. Their wares range from fresh olives and sweet herbs to refurbished components and scavenged technology. The people that make their way through the market seem human at first, but on closer inspection, their skin glistens in metallic hues of copper and silver, and each arm branches out into two forearms for a total of four hands. They hurry from one stall to the next, carrying massive armloads of their purchases, and between them you can sometimes just make out the pale green glow of translucent specters floating past, disregarding gravity and all tangible obstacles as they go about their ghostly business. Beyond the vendors, tall, narrow buildings of various colors tower over the cobblestone streets, leaning slightly inward. Two massive moons fill most of the indigo sky above, so close that you can make out their craters and canyons clearly without a telescope. The sound of buskers and street performers blends with the shouts of vendors, and the humid air smells of dust and spices. And all of you emerge into an alleyway, a little off the main thoroughfare, so it's not quite as busy, but you can still see people moving past the mouth of the alley in quick succession. It is a very busy marketplace here in Thenispar. Yeah, you made it. You're uh, you're all where you want to be. Ooh, should have packed some deep jungle off. I know, it, it was a little bit much. Uh, hey... This is the place we we came through before, right? <laughs> oh, I remember this place. This is the where I uh, crashed through that church. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't come back to bite me. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a couple blocks down that way because we took a different spot. Uh, ripple effects, you know? Yeah. Mm. All right, where's this protest? Funny you should mention, uh, as you guys emerge into the main thoroughfare there, you can hear, you know, shouting and buyers and sellers like we've talked about. Everyone's shouting in a language that you don't speak. Uh, none of you are local, and so you don't speak tennis Spartan. <laughs> yeah, so it's just a lot of noise to you guys, like just a constant din. But you can hear above the usual clamoring of, of people selling stuff. Off down the street, just a little ways, you can hear more of a chant going on, which seems to be a surefire indication that that's your, that's your protest. It's also in a language that you don't speak, but uh, it, it has a bit of a rhythm to it that feels protesty. Uh, and the reason I said funny you should mention is because it seems to be exactly in the direction uh, that Chester emerged the uh, the last time you guys came here. Funny how that works. <laughs> All right. What's the game plan? Well, before before we get down there, uh, you know, hey, I've, I'm going to just gotta try to pick up some weed. I'm, I'm going to see if I can try to convince them to get give me some. All right. And <laughs> he starts turning to walk towards one of the vendors. Be ready to share. Chester gonna ask for some herb and just get actual Thenispar spices. <laughs> <and stuff. laughs> 
uh, yeah, uh, Chester, Chester, you head into the marketplace. We'll um, we'll catch up with you in a second. But what is the game plan for everyone else? Well, I think we need to find the find that protest, and I think just uh, I don't know, just like really make a make a spectacle of it. Do you guys have any? Uh, I'll be honest, I kind of came in here pretty hot, and I, I don't know that I have a fully planned out plan as a plan might be planned out. You know, um, huh? What I remember from the news sites i was reading the, the protest should be somewhere around there's like a central fountain i don't remember its name but but it's some somewhere in the main main square there's a big fountain and they're they're gathering around that that's perfect that's that's perfect um yeah because i uh i think we can we can probably mess with the fountain get it in behind there and then get footage of the of us doing tricks off the fountain could you do something with your reality cannon and the water in the fountain Last I checked, fountains were made of reality. Yeah, that's that's sort of what I'm 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 thinking. But I figure we, you know, if you you guys are here too. We can we can freestyle when 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 we get there. I also, since our last adventure, I uh, I've unlocked uh, the ability to uh, temporarily create alternate versions of things. Um, sometimes they're evil, but uh, you know, maybe maybe I just uh, maybe that comes up. Uh, I guess we'll have to see who's who's there with what what kind of trouble they're causing. Uh, and she's like getting a little like worked up like malicious like a little too into the pre- like when someone's too into a prank so like who prompted you to make the uh evil versions of the of the carbon copies you know honestly it's just it was weirdly in the instruction book they say it's a it's an um uh you know actually kind of like we were talking about uh, uh buzz kills are just a, a, a factor of reality they're a universal constant sometimes you make an alternate version of something it's gonna be evil that's just what the exponent coil uh instruction manual said Standard feature with any kind of cloning, really. Yeah, did what he said. Dolly the sheep got real mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go check in on Chester. Chester, you're going from stand to stall to rug to cart, trying to get your hands on some narcotics. <laughs> I guess is what you've made Chester's quest about. Uh, look, here's the thing. I, I I'm just trying to take it all in. If I get some weed, great. If I see like a some. I, I've heard word that there's a Thennis cheesesteak, uh, and I'm like, it can't, it can't possibly compete with uh, Jim South Street Philly cheesesteak, right? So, like, I'm looking for both of them, um, and, and just, like, going around yelling, like, weed, 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 and just to see if that connects, or, like, marijuana, cheesesteak. Like, I'm just trying to do all... Try and get everything. <laughs> Marijuana cheesesteak is my Manchurian candidate activation code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you're uh, so you're wandering around just shouting what amounts to gibberish in a language that you no one understands. And at some point, like there are vendors that are sort of trying to figure out what it is that you want, but they're they're not sure, and you're kind of off putting with your yelling. They they try and hand you various things that aren't what you're looking for, uh, and eventually uh, a local like a, a copper skinned individual with with four hands, as we've discussed, uh, kind of waves you down like two hand waves you in mm-hmm. and uh, holds out a little orb. It's it's kind of just like a, a glass like half sphere, okay, and kind of offers it out to you, and you're not sure what to make of it at first, but then they kind of point to their own temple, and it's they've got one stuck on the side of their head. Just kind of like suctioned on the side there, and they hold it out to you, and they're just kind of like, ah, ah. okay. Um. Well, if that's what what's I, 
do they seem like they're high or enjoying a cheesesteak? Uh, neither. Uh, they just seem annoyed with you and they're like, here. Okay, I'll, I put that on the side of my head. At first, nothing seems to change. Like, you feel a little tingle and then nothing really feels that different. Uh, but it takes, like, after a second, you realize that the din in the background has gone from incomprehensible to words you can understand. You can hear people shouting, like, fresh spices, fresh spices. We got fish. We got all kinds of fish. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I, I And I, I just kind of, like, oh, no, this this stuff works fast. <laughs> I'm imagine. I'm imagining everything they're saying. Well, okay, this is going to be an adventure, Old Chester. As you go to leave, the person is kind of like, and like holds a hand out. Holds two hands out because they got two on each arm. Okay. Uh. Well, then I, uh, I'm like, oh right, right, and uh, I try to hand him some Canadian dollars. (laughs) Does that react, or do I have to give something else? Uh, yeah, no, I think that that's, like, exotic enough. They kind of, they, they, you know, take it out and, like, hold it up to the light, and they're like, yeah, okay. Uh, how much did you give them, out of curiosity? I, I gave them a good old, uh, tenor. Nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, who's on that? That's John A. Mac? Yeah, it's John A. Mac. Yeah, Wilf's on the five, mm-hmm. so it's gotta be John A. Mac. <laughs> There's some Canadiana for everybody. Hey, there you go. This, this would have been back when it was still paper, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow, Yeah. Anyway, they are pleased with this transaction, and they go back to what they were doing. And, uh, yeah, you've acquired a universal translator. <laughs> Hell yeah. And you think you're I, high? I, bl- <laughs> I believe I'm high. So uh, the last thing I want to do is I want to find this cheesesteak. Oh, boy. Can you can you do a cheesesteak roll for me? <laughs> can you roll for cheesesteak? I'm going to do you one better there, Robin. I'm going to invoke my no pain, no gain. Oh, I don't... Jesus. I find something that approximates it. It's it's probably like it's meat and cheese and some sort of like slab of uh, uh, of bread. However, uh, this is what I'm going to offer you. I mark my two trouble. That's part of the grit. You're marking uh, trouble for a cheese steak. Lena, this is all set up for later. <laughs> so I get the thing I came for. I get the uh, this uh, assumed cheesesteak. It's frankly not as good as Jim South Street, uh, regardless of what anybody says. But uh, it it then causes me to like my mouth is on fire. Like it like I it is so spicy I can't handle it. And like I'm <laughs> my voice is now you okay. willingly invoked this upon yourself. <laughs> you're, you're, you are correct. And then I realize I need to catch up with the others, and I start rushing as fast as I can to try to catch up with them. Uh-huh. So you, you have a special playbook ability that allows you to mark a mixed success and just, like, succeed on a thing you were trying to do. You have to spend your trouble resource, like, you're limited. You have to take on trouble to do this. Mm-hmm. And you have wasted that on... On finding a cheesesteak and making yourself look more like Satan. Mwah. I applaud you, sir. Uh, so you rush back to join the others. Uh, I think you startle some passers-by along the way. People see this like, I think your face is a little red from the heat as well, and you got these bumps and you're rasping. Look, I, I, got, I probably got a little bit of sunburn from the golden jungle, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, it's, it's all coming together. Uh. Uh, the rest of you, as you approach this protest, the chanting gets louder and louder. 
you do also see nearby there are people with uh like similar devices you you got some meta knowledge here there are a couple of people with like buckets full of these little glass semi-spheres that are kind of like offering them out to people as they approach the protest in case like for whatever reason you don't speak the language and want to understand what they're talking about as of now, it is just a large group of angry people chanting. There is a fountain. There's sort of, there's, there's like a lot of people between you and it, because that's kind of where everyone is centralized. And the fountain is directly in front of a, uh, a massive, ancient-looking temple. Uh, one that is familiar to you, because it is the exact same one that uh, Chester smashed through last time. There is a huge circular space on the front near the top, where the stained glass window should be. In its place, there is just like a sh sort of shimmering, silvery energy field uh, that is, is like... Is too good for plywood? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's like when you plastic over the window of your car after a break-in, but it's it's cool and sci-fi. Um, <laughs> nice. And, uh, and a sign that probably says under construction, but it is written in, a, in characters that you don't understand. And there are people on the steps of the temple that are sort of like rallying the crowd, and then the crowd is chanting back, and that's sort of what's going on. Uh yeah, uh what does the what does the crew do? Ooh, lobe globes. <laughs> <laughs> of course a, Nick knows what they are. What's a lobe globe? Oh, well they're they're kind of like a babble fish. Uh essentially uh, they'll they'll could... Oh, like Douglas Adams Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, we read that in uh English exactly. class. That don't makes total sense. No need to explain any further. It's become a very standard <laughs> text for most schools since all the sci-fi advancements to history. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the people who make the curriculum are like I, I don't know how to prepare kids for what is going on in the world right now. Maybe there's something in here. It couldn't hurt to add it. <laughs> I mean, at least one thing was. Yeah, it, it essentially just works as a translator. If we pop these on, we should be good to go in figuring out what they're saying during the yeah, protest. Yeah, we all know what a babblefish is. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you, uh, do you all partake in the lobe globes? Sure do. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Angus isn't having any of it. Yeah, he looks around. Yeah, I, I get the gist. You can let me know if there's anything really important that's being said. Uh, so the rest of you, you grab these devices and uh, secure them to your lobes. These people aren't asking for payment of any kind. They seem to be there as like part of the protest and are offering them out freely to like help people understand the cause kind of thing. Uh, so as you apply these, the language sort of like shifts in mid-chant and you kind of have to wait for it to come back around to hear the start of it and the first one you hear is like all the portals must be plugged keep our children safe from monsters because the rhyme doesn't translate like the rhyme doesn't work in both languages <laughs> it's a translator not a rhyme dictionary yeah <laughs> uh yeah and uh, uh this goes on for like a little while and uh after which a speaker takes the stage and everyone sort of applauds. Uh, and this seems to be sort of the game plan for the day is like you're getting like chanting and then a speaker and then some more chanting and then a speaker and it will sort of like progress thusly. The first speaker that you see gets up there and it's like they, they immediately start to lose it as soon as they get up there. They're just like, hi, everyone. It's very good to be here and to, to have the chance to tell my story and and... I'm sorry, I just, when I think about what's happening to our children, 
and I just can't, and I want everyone to know. Angus gives Lake a look and, like, kind of looks over at the fountain in his typical goading eh kind of way. And, yeah, like, you don't need to goad Lake on this. She's, like, scheming in her brain. She's, like, fantasizing about the internet owning Subsonic Sentinel, the, just the owning they're going to get online when she inevitably, like, you know, streams a video of her, you and, and uh, her and all her friends covered in colorful fountain water, owning all these doorway peoples. Specific, but it's almost like less contempt to doorways and more contempt to uh, Sonic Sentinel. But yeah, you don't need to go to her. Elangus doesn't need to scheme, and he's also a little shit. I'm gonna activate my energy tensor and teleport to the fountain. <laughs> Uh, yeah, amazing. Is that a thing you roll for? Is that a thing you just get to do? Roll to teleport in-universe, so I shall roll. Yes, please do. Uh, I'm gonna add a die from my skip mode runners, and I am trying to look cool. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, if you succeed, you'll get to mark a style. If you don't, problems will be worse. Here we go. A six. Oh, unequivocal success. Yeah, uh, describe to me how this looks as Angus achieves exactly what he set out to do. So Angus gives Lake this look. She returns this look, probably with a big grin on her face. And then immediately Angus runs one, two, blink. And he's gone. And then he reappears on his hoverboard, kicking up off the fountain and doing... uh, sick skateboarding trick over the top of the fountain. Uh, Actually, I'm going to amend this a little bit. Reappears just over top the center of the fountain in full view of everyone, then does his sick skateboarding trick and lands beautifully. Ah, wonderful. Yeah, mark your style for that. Uh, Yeah, is it a a particular skateboarding trick or or just like just a grab? It involves... Like a kickflip of a kind, but a cool one. I know my terms. Dave, help me. Dave, Dave, Dave. Uh, like a kickflip over the. Th- uh, uh, like I mean, it might be like a, a like a twist and grab, like a, a varial of some sort. Yes. yes, thank you. Yes. You do this, and like I'm, I'm having trouble trying to reconcile this because like you do what you set out to do, which was do a sick stunt over the fountain, and in full view of everyone and get everyone's attention and you do that you are successful so like this isn't a problem for rolling poorly this is you achieving what you set out to do uh all eyes are on you i mean i think part of the intention is the problem (laughs) yeah all eyes are on you and security you see security moving in towards you you see a couple of uh burlier thenis spartian security personnel they're like they're in uniform so you can kind of tell that they're here to uh like keep the peace to some degree and uh, yeah, they are moving towards you. Weird gravity's in Thennis Spar, and he grinds along the edge of the fountain. <laughs> All right, uh, you hear from the podium as the crying person sort of finishes up. They're like, "I just want everyone to know." Uh, the MC kind of takes back over and is like, "Yeah, thank you for sharing." Uh, oh, oh, see, this is exactly the kind of thing that we are talking about here today. This is what our children are getting up to while we're not paying attention, and we all need to wake up to the fact that this is what's going on. Uh, and meanwhile, you're grinding around the lip of the fountain. Uh, what is everyone else doing while this goes on? <laughs> I think Nick has uh, used his Rift Ninja sneakers, uh, specifically the anti-nega friction outsoles, to walk up the side of the building to get a better uh, view to, to stream Angus's trick. Okay. Um, listen, 
I don't want this podcast to be an excuse for Elliot to drop her EP. It will be, <laughs> but, you know, we're going to get there. But the thing is, I feel like if she just pulls out her guitar and, like, lo- lazily longboards around the circumference of the fountain, just, like, strumming real hard. Oh, very good. Uh, and lastly, what's, uh, what's, what's Lake's play here? Uh, I mean, Lake is uh, was trying to trying to figure out a plan, trying to figure out what kind of shenanigans she wanted to to cause. Um, but she was also maybe thinking real small potatoes um, and seeing Angus just like go cause literal trouble as opposed to like a cheeky prank. Um, she's sort of kicked into action. She was going to ask Nick to film, but if Nick, that's what you're getting, great. Uh, and so I think Lake is just going to do what sort of uh, had been pitched earlier and change the color of the fountain. Uh, that's great. But I think, is the crowd between me and the fountain? There is a little bit of a crowd between you, yeah. Uh, Angus kind of bypassed it by teleporting. Yeah. So you're going to need to, uh, yeah, you're going to need to uh, navigate your way through the crowd a little bit. Is everyone looking over towards Angus then? I think at the moment, yes. So maybe you've got a window here. Okay. Then she's going to get bold and not bother going around uh, or through the crowd. But as I've described before, her reality cannon is like a lob shot. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's going to try to, like, arc it real. Like, if you look at, you know, when you aim yes. something with a parabola where you make, like, a really high arc, but it's not going very far forward. Mm-hmm. She's, so firing, like, almost straight up with the goal for it to come straight down uh, onto the uh, uh, fountain and Let's change go. change the color into a prism uh, of, of spectral colors with the uh, parameter dial temporarily change minor features of a target like color. Uh, that's the thing you got to roll for, correct? Oh, absolutely. Cool. With the, with the added problem of I'm doing it up and over the crowd instead of point blank at the fountain. <laughs> uh, amazing. Yeah. Um, add anything that you're trying to do or any uh, uh, extra dice or, or abilities from your pool. Uh, and are you trying to look cool? I am trying to look cool. And I am going to be adding um, a kick, not a boost dice. I'm still only going to roll the one die because this is this was done in the in the last moment. Angus forced my hand. Yeah. So, but it, but the turbo, I'm using the turbo pool to sort of do the splash and the and the extra water and the color. Oh yeah, like you turn the water pressure up on this fountain. Yeah, like or it's gonna land with a yeah, like like more water, more color, and a splash. Fantastic. Uh, let's get that roll. And Elliot, if you want to roll as well, I'm gonna have you roll for your attempt. Like it, it's not a roll to get through the crowd, and then a roll to do the trick, and it, it'll be one roll for the entire maneuver. Like you've pitched what you want to do, and now we see how it goes. And feel free to try to look cool. Add any dice to it. Add any kick to it. Add anything you're trying. Oh, to I'm add. looking cool. Okay. And are you adding anything to it? Nah, just my regular old double die. All right. Old double dice, they call you. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's get those rolls. Oh, I got double sixes, baby. Nice. Boxcars Buchanan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Old double dice, they call you. Old boxcars Buchanan, they call you. Old such and such. Uh, beautiful. You effortlessly maneuver through this packed crowd. Uh, Angus just drew their attention at the exact right moment, and you're able to, just like everything you do, it's effortlessly cool, and you're able to just sort of navigate your way through, and there you are on the other side. Uh, describe to me a little of, uh, of what we're seeing here. Uh, yeah, I think she is really, like, lazily... Like, her hoverboard looks like a longboard, and that's what she's doing. And she's kind of going around, making a perimeter around the fountain, uh, strumming her guitar. Yeah, I was gonna say a, pro- a protest song. Yeah, uh, she has the perfect protest song for this. 
it's called Kids These Days, uh, and it's, it goes a little something like this. See that boy with the hoverboard? He's got some words for our overlords. That kid upsets our suburban dream when he opens his mouth and he starts to scream. Call him unstable, say his screws are loose. A problem child who's of no good use. A real bad boy with dangerous thoughts, with no regards to what he's been taught. Children should be seen and not heard, is how the saying goes. Stick it to the man and speak out. Show them what you know. Show them what you know. Okay, I love this. Uh, Angus sort of ports in and immediately grabs their attention. Elliot effortlessly glides up to join in. Uh, Nick is filming the whole thing from the rooftop, and this whole time Lake has been lining up the shot and angling out the the vectors. Uh, what did we get, Lake? Yeah, she 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 exactly angles it all up. Everything's going well. The moment is here. This would be a, a middle finger to doorways, but I'm not rolling my my guaranteed success on this. Uh, it, it all happened so fast. Uh, and so, like, you know, hits the, all the buttons on, on her reality cannon, poof, fires, uh, and at the very top of the parabola arc, as it, like, glistens in the thinnest bar sun, is when I will inform you uh, that I got a one. Oh, <laughs> no! <laughs> oh. <sighs> Mwah. So the fountain itself, it's got the uh, the big stone basin underneath with the water in it. The central feature of this fountain is like a, uh, a silver tree trunk that comes up in the center and uh, sort of branches out and all the water is pouring forth from all the various branches and sort of raining downwards. And your goal here was to arc the lob shot of your reality cannon right into the heart of that silvery tree and sort of explode outwards in this burst of, uh, of water and color and it would have been... Just, just beautiful and gorgeous. But that's not what happens. No. What happens is uh, at the at the top of the arc, you see it there, and it's, it's shimmering and glistening, and you you realize you've angled it. It's hard to shoot that high and that close, and and so you realize you've just you've overshot it a little bit. Uh, and instead of hitting the center of the fountain, which is what you were trying to do, it goes past the fountain. It goes past your friends. It goes past the crowd. Uh, and it goes up and, and arcs down directly onto mm-hmm. the podium uh, where a new speaker is coming up to the microphone. Lands directly on them. They are immediately covered in, like, like they themselves become all, like, shimmery and, and glitched out and sopping wet somehow because that's those are the two things that you were trying to do and you have achieved them. You just, uh, you missed your target. And it takes you a moment to realize because this person is, you know, sopping wet and prismatic and shimmery uh, and it's, it's hard to make out, but you soon do. You realize that's your mom standing on the steps. Slugmaster Game Blaster here, just popping in to say, oh my god, can you believe Lake shot her mom with a reality cannon? And also to give you some updates and thanks some people and whatever, but like, yeah, that, that happened, huh? 
Whew. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying the show, please share it with anyone you think uh, would enjoy it. That is the single biggest way to help the show grow and succeed. Although leaving us a kind review on Apple Podcasts is a close, close second. Uh, also follow us on social media. We are at Quantum Kickflip on all the platforms, and it's the best way to stay up to date on everything we're doing. Uh, we also just launched our Patreon page, which you can check out at patreon.com slash quantum kickflip. Uh, we release this show for free, and that's never going to change. But if you do feel inclined to support the show, you can unlock a bunch of exclusive bonus content, uh, like outtakes and interviews that you won't hear anywhere else. And you get the new episodes on Mondays instead of Wednesdays. Uh, once again, that's patreon.com slash quantum kickflip. Uh, you can check out the sketch comedy troupe that we're all a part of at thedebutantes.ca, and you can learn more about the game we're playing at slugblaster.com. We'd also like to thank our sponsors, the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. For more info, check out amaas.ca. And finally, we release a new episode every other Wednesday, so you can catch the thrilling conclusion of this adventure on Wednesday, June 23rd, wherever you get your podcasts. catch up with our good friend Chester. Uh, Chester, you've been running through the marketplace. You uh, you ate this approximation. It's a Thennis Spar cheesecake. Uh, cheesesteak, sorry, not cheesecake. Um, although it was weirdly sweet, so that that's not an ingredient. That's not what you want in your cheesesteak. That sets it back um, for sure. I want savory all the way through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They don't know how to do it here. So yeah, you you've eaten this. It's it's given you a bit of a reaction. Your your mouth is is on fire, and you're kind of uh, rasping. Uh, you're a little red in the face. You've got these big mosquito bumps on your head, uh, and you're you're making your way through the marketplace. Downtown. Yes, exactly. I think you uh, return to where you left your friends because that's the first place you'd look, and and they've since moved on without you. And it's really easy to get turned around in this marketplace. So you're just, you're having a little trouble finding where they got off to. Is there anything that Chester wants to do or, or try to, uh, to, in order to locate his friends here? I think it would make sense because I know that this protest is happening. Uh, and so there would probably be a, a large gathering. So I'm wondering if I could like try to locate it by audio. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think you're able to do that pretty easily because you do have the universal translator, so you're able to sort of hear the the chant and the chatter uh, going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think you you take a second to like after after stumbling past a bunch of carts and just sort of rasping at everyone and scaring passersby. You're like, wait a minute, think this through, Chester. Come where on, where are they? Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> um, and and in just listening around, you're able to kind of like, I think it's over that way. And it's the kind of thing where, like, maybe it seems like the sound is coming from, like, the other side of a building that blocks your path. So you're like, well, maybe I could go around it to the left, or maybe it'd be faster to go to the right. I don't know which way I'm supposed to go. And so you're just like, it's still trying to wind your way through the the marketplace here. Uh, Um, Robin. Yeah. One of my upgrades is my mobility boosters, uh, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, to go fast over solid terrain via jet propulsion, mechanized leg engines or something else, along with uh, my heavy duty servos, which were already in place, which was to Mm -hmm. uh, jump great distances along with other things. And I want to just like big old like. I think it's this direction. Instead of winding my way through the streets, I want to 
run forward and jump over a building with my hover. I'm still not using my uh, my hoverboard. It's under uh, tucked under my uh, arm, and I'm just like running, just full on jumping. Absolutely, I'm gonna let you do that. How? What kind of a GM would I be if I didn't let you do that? Uh, I'm assuming that's an ability you have to roll for, yeah? Well, yes. Uh, like roll to lift or carry very heavy things, and slash uh, jump great distances. Yeah, so that's that's gonna take the roll for sure. Um, but you can you can attempt to look cool. You can add anything, any uh, boost to it that you would like to from your pool. Uh, let me know how you're playing this one. So I think I'm going to add an extra die from Turbo on my device because I'm like, I realize I'm behind and maybe I'm even hearing the outcry from like Lake's miss shot. Uh, so I want to go in there. I'm going to use my uh, extra die and then, yeah. I, sure, I'll look cool. I'm going to look cool when I come in. I want to make sure that... It, uh, people are paying attention to this grand entrance. Absolutely, yeah. Let's get that roll. Okay. So... Nothing cooler than a swollen, sweaty man. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my first roll was two, but my second roll was a six. Oh, beautiful! Mark yeah. your style. Uh, whatever you do here is gonna look very cool. Yeah, I think you do exactly what you're saying and sort of like you, you, you're you trying to find your way through. It's getting frustrating branching through and then you're like, oh, wait, duh, I have this very cool armor. And so you you engage your uh, thrusters and do a big old Hulk jump directly towards the source of the sound. You propel yourself upwards and we're going to kind of cut away and, and we'll see the aftermath of this shortly. Before we cut away, we're going to kind of uh, cut over. We're going to pan over. Pan is the word. I make films. <laughs> Um, uh, and I think in the crowd, as you're kind of winding your way through and still kind of trying to figure out the source of this audio, we see another one of these sort of, uh, metallic silver skinned individuals in, uh, this one is wearing, uh, I think most people here are wearing like simple clothing and, you know, it's fairly hot and humid here. So not, not a ton of clothing. This one, however, is wearing dark robes. Uh, and as you kind of are stumbling through the crowd, he catches sight of you and sort of looks down at a device uh, on his wrist and kind of accesses uh, a little little hologram uh, hovers above his wrist and the hologram shows a picture of, of what we know to be Chester's face and he looks at it and then he kind of looks over at you and your face doesn't look anything like this face right now because <laughs> it's bumpy and red and raspy uh, and it's got a glass dome sticking out of it and he kind of like looks back at it and he's like no that's um, back and forth. I like I, I like that not only is my voice raspy, but just like my general look is raspy right now. Yeah, <laughs> you got a rasp to you right now. So yeah, he's he's uh, looking at this and looking over at you, and it's just like no, it doesn't quite. Uh, and then he sees you kind of take a step back and then bolt forward and leap and launch yourself up into the air, and his eyes kind of follow you up, uh, and we see a contemplative look. And then we see him kind of heading off in uh, in the same direction, and and we're gonna see the aftermath of, of that jump and see how your perfect successful jump plays out uh, when the time comes. But we're gonna cut back to uh, the the thread we left dangling there, which is Lake. You just uh, you rolled a big old big fat one mm -hmm. and shot your mom with your reality <laughs> cannon and made her turn all all wet and rainbow colored. I think how we're going to play this is she has been hit with this, so she's a little bit distracted by everything that's happening to her right now. So you have noticed her. She has yet to notice you. 
what do you do? Uh, <laughs> uh, feel incredibly guilty and bad and uh, am almost paralyzed with dread is, is what I do. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I, but also it, for just long enough uh, to, to realize that I have this window where she hasn't made me yet. Um, and yeah. I think I'm going to just like try to hide, <laughs> like run. Absolutely. What well, uh into the crowd off into the alleyways which sort of general direction are you headed did did i see nick nick filmed all this uh yes nick is up on the building seems seems to be getting coverage as far as you can tell uh, i was just gonna say i think uh nick had like had the the fountain and uh, uh angus appearing up top uh, the beginning of Elliot's song and then he sort of pans and follows the lob shot as it hits your mom and then it goes <laughs> oh, and as this happens too, Angus goes, Whoa! Ballsy! The thing though, I guess if she just shot her- Here's the thing. Obviously, like, run away is the most obvious example- Like, like thing to do. But she did technically mm-hmm. just blast her mom, so I guess there'd be part of her that would want to make sure her mom's okay. Um, Actually, I think that, that does make her paralyzed then. I think I, I will go back to that. She's basically just, like, paralyzed. Because she, like, wants to run away, because obviously she screwed up. But also- doesn't want to like leave her mom if her mom's not okay yeah oh i i love that that feels very genuine to your character that feels very um like a very honest response like you say you know what the obvious thing to do is but you're not going to do that because that's not what like would do yes my my Um, asshole dude brain goes run away but then i'm like oh wait my empathetic young woman brain goes (laughs) i've made a mistake let's write it (laughs) i'll use a little more of that um lake's mom is at the podium uh, she's momentarily taken aback by just what's happened to her once she realizes that she's just weird colors and she's not harmed in any meaningful way. Her next thought is to start scanning the crowd and trying to figure out what happened to her. And I think just as her eyes may have landed on the culprit, all of a sudden, a giant ball of, uh, a pile <laughs> of uh, satanic, rasping, red, horned, armored metal uh nightmare monstrosity comes plummeting down <laughs> into the square um you manage to find an unoccupied spot or maybe maybe it isn't unoccupied but as they see you careening towards the ground it becomes unoccupied very quickly yeah like like, like when you're doing that thing of like trying to crowd surf and everybody just gets out of your way and you just kind of awkwardly land on the floor that's how i kind of see it happening yeah, that's what happens to everyone. Yeah, everyone. <laughs> uh, if if Chester's descent is noticeable enough, can Nick make a move? Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I think like following pan of the lob shot, gooped a mom, and then hearing this rasping in the air, camera whips up, seeing Chester. N- Nick can see how Chester's approach is going, and he knows Chester doesn't understand the physics of how to land it. <laughs> he watched over over his shoulder as that was happening. Uh, Nick is going to attempt to use his Negatana, uh, the new slip rattle ability to it, uh, roll to teleport in-universe by slicing space-time. If he can't see your destination, potential problems are worse. He wants to try and warp himself onto Chester's back, and like <laughs> then Nick's tinkered with uh, the power armor. Maybe he can get a booster to fire and like land in a safe zone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love this. Uh, absolutely. Uh, make your make your roll. Add whatever you're adding to it, and, uh, and let me know what we get. I think I will add a, uh, a boost die from 
from, from my my gadget and also one from my smart spool. And and you know, and I, I think I will also add one kick, so that'll be two boost and a kick. We're putting a lot on this one. <laughs> okay. And before I roll, I do want to mention that. Uh, Nick will be trying to look cool. I think it's like inadvertently in that he's continuing to film while this happens. Oh, nice. very good. So like he's not trying to impress anyone, but he's getting like very good GoPro quality of this warp through space time onto a big mech. Hopefully he'll <laughs> get it. Let's see if he gets it. I mean, like the idea that you would like teleport, like could you imagine what that would look like on video? That would be a cool sight to see for sure. Uh, and uh, I did get a six among these three dice that I used. Thank goodness. So incredible. Yeah. Um, so mark your style against all of what my brain says how this should work and how technology should function. Somehow your stream is uninterrupted <laughs> as you uh, are filming, and it's the kind of thing where like the shot tracks up. You know, it's it's on the mom, and then it tracks back up to the sky, and there's this armored figure plummeting towards the ground coming a little too hot and and then suddenly the perspective shifts and you're on the back of the armored figure uh, in like a first person perspective and you're able to do exactly what you're trying to do you you uh, uh, fire off a booster and to slow the descent just enough that it gives people time to get out of the way and let, allows you to land softly and so what happens here as Lake's mom was just about to discover her and, and everything was about to get real bad for Lake Instead, her eyes land on a power-armored devil screaming in a raspy voice with now uh, a, someone wielding a sword. Because you had to wield your sword to slice through space-time. Yeah. So you've still got your sword the in your hand and you're riding, <laughs> riding his back, wielding a katana. I, I picture you having like holding it up above your head. Uh, and this is the site that has now landed in just like the dead center of where the crowd was that has now scattered a little bit. So as I, like, land down and you hear, like, the, the servos just, like, brace my fall and I rise up. I, I'm, like, red-skinned, got the bulbous thing. I have this almost like a minion on my back who has a sword that's <laughs> ablaze. And I'm looking around and people are looking at me and they're, they're seeing before them this kind of devil-like creature. But not just like any kind of devil because it has this massive machine. It's like, it's, it's, it's like a super Satan, if you will. <laughs> and, and I look around and I'm panicking because I realize they are afraid of me. I almost crushed somebody. Uh, and I try to uh, say one of my uh, Graham Capone's great words of wisdom <laughs> to try to like, uh, uh, you know, assuage fears in the crowd. And I and I want to say, welcome the strangers because you're strange too. However, that does not come out that way, but rather, welcome the stranger because you're strange too. Chester, this is no time for a metal performance. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, uh, I do want to, if I may. Yeah. Because uh, I, I guess, like, we all know what Lake's mom looks like, right? This is, we've all clocked yeah, that it's I think, her. I think Lake clocked it first, but was paralyzed and couldn't couldn't quite do anything about it. I think enough time has passed now, and, like, the the giant glow of the, like, the Lake's shot drew all the focus there. So yeah, you've all, I think you've all put it together if you want to, yeah. I'd like to, 
hot-footed over to where Lake is standing, mm-hmm. open up my nylon cinch and say, get in. <laughs> amazing amazing this is a power of the voidware backpack yes the voidware backpack uh i have self-storage you can store human-sized objects like humans or i don't know mannequins also yourself it's dark in there <laughs> i love how in the description it specifically outlines humans are supposed to go into this bag uh, now, now, this is very important. Does it say roll to store human-sized objects, or does it say you can store human-sized objects? It says you can. Then, Lake, it's up to you. Uh, no roll required. Do you take this exit strategy? Well, as as both Lake and, and Liam were sort of paralyzed with fear over what to do, uh, one of the things that was running through Lake's mind wasn't so much that she needs to, like, hide because, again, she wants to make sure her mom's okay. But she does want to ditch the evidence, uh, and so I think she like she she looks at what you're like, uh, Elliot. When you get get in, oh yeah, great great idea. Um, and takes her reality cannon and shoves it in, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then goes like r- running to make sure her mom's okay. Uh, works too, sure. Uh, yeah, beautiful. I love this. Uh, real quick, Angus, what are you, you were grinding your way around the lip of the fountain? What what have you done in response to all of this happening? Uh, so I think at first Angus's mind is blown at the fact that Lake deliberately shot the speaker on the steps. And then he realizes from her reaction that she didn't mean to do it. And then... The whole thing with Chester and Nick happens, and of course he recognizes Chester and Nick. I don't know if he would exactly clock that it was Lake's mom. You know what, maybe it's when Lake goes up to her mom that he makes the connection of, oh shit, she's told me about this, that I know who that is now. So as he sees Lake stash away her reality cannon and go to check on her mom, and as he sees the general pandemonium unfolding... I think what he's going to do is just stir up even more ruckus and divert as many eyes away from Lake as possible. Do you have a specific way way in which you're stirring up this ruckus? Are, like Chester, where's Chester, where are Chester and Nick right now? Kind of in the center of the square. It, it was where the people were most densely packed, but they've, they've scattered. They are the focus of attention right now. They ever, all eyes are on... Super Satan and his samurai sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this rules? It, it, I mean, of course the sidekick to Super Satan is Mini Fisto, uh, I believe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think Angus is going to be like, Whoa, everyone, worship Super Satan. Please anoint me with your powers. And he like throws water up in the air and does another like kickflip over the top of the fountain and is like doing cool skateboarding tricks and being like, please bless me, Super Satan. (laughs) Uh, Elliot, are you getting in on this at all? (laughs) Now that that you've stashed Lake's uh, device? Uh, I think I start tape recording this. <laughs> I think Bless Me Super Satan will be heavily featured in my next track. <laughs> Along with Chester's raspy vocals. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of your, your few death metal. 
<laughs> You're a stranger too. Uh, and I imagine that security is also probably chasing Angus around, so it's a part part of a game of how much can he fake worship Super Satan before he has to dodge around security again and like zip over here with his skip modes and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think while this is all playing out, you guys are cause- creating the perfect distraction and keeping all attention that way, which allows Lake, you've got a, a pretty clear path to get up close to where your mom is. Now, is Lake approaching stealthily? Are you trying to like check in on your mom without her necessarily seeing you? Or have you dropped all pretense and you're just running to to make contact? Uh, you know, uh, I'm going to be honest, th- this is a, a very challenging character for me to play because, like, my, my years of, you know, uh, other role-playing games and just generally wanting to, like, be smart and cool and, and do the right thing. Again, the right choice would be to, like, hide and, like, visually confirm she is okay uh, and then and then leave without getting in trouble. But uh, considering I am the heart playbook, considering I have suffered my own disfiguring trauma at the hands of my own hubris the only thing that makes sense for her to do is to go right up to her mom and make sure it's okay. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So I think, yeah, you, uh, you run up and, and your mom is there on the steps, uh, and, and, you know, is, is briefly distracted by super Satan and everything that's going on, but then her eyes fall on you and, and she, uh, recognition washes over her as, as she realizes that this is her daughter. All of the glitch and, and and swirly colors that are currently around her right now just kind of wash out to this gray static. M- Mom, are you okay? Lake? W- what are you doing here? I, I, I'm here at this doorway's protest, <laughs> which is a true statement. <laughs> oh, beautiful. You, you came to... Th- Thenispar to to join doorways? Yeah, I, I know I know you said you didn't want me to th- jump anymore, but all, my friends were all going and, and they, they peer pressured me into coming uh, into this this way, but 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 then when I heard that there was a doorways thing, I thought that, that it would be okay. And and then Wait, I saw uh, yeah. Are you with them? And she points to Angus being a little shit and Super Satan and a samurai sidekick and Elliot sampling metal tracks. I'm with Elliot. Lake. Yeah? I I need you to be honest with me right now. Did you come here to join the Doorways protest? I am here for the Doorways protest, yes. Oh, honey. You know how I feel about you going through portals. I, And I know how this looks, but I'm just so worried about the effect that it has on your... Your developing mind, we, we don't know. Wait, how did you get here? Look, we're trying to build a connection to the other dimension so that we're all in agreement, all right? I made this one trip so that no one else would have to, Lake. <laughs> you understand, don't you? That's That's not, that's not fair. It's just like... It's just like when when you caught Camry smoking, and so you quit smoking to to make a point. It's like you can't you can't it, look it. It's double standards. Well, clearly you thought that this was also important enough that you had to go to Thetispar, in spite of me thinking that you weren't portaling anymore. Well, but... all right, another deal. 
All right, Monty Hall, let's let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll stay in Null. I will do all of my work from Null and never go through another portal again. If you speak right here, right now, and you talk to these people. Oh, no. The whole point we came here was to prove I'm not this. And we got the sick footage that proves I'm not this. And as Lake is trying to decide what to do with this impossible decision uh, laid out in front of her, I want to I wanna jump back to our other pals for a moment, making this big ruckus in the square. Uh, you guys have clearly, you've absolutely done what you set out to do. And I'm, I'm going to give you five team style as your, oh. as your reward for busting this up. That is style that you can put towards unlockables on your team sheet or a style that you can divvy up amongst you uh, split evenly five ways. That's that's your guys' call, but you you uh, have five team style. If someone wants to write that down, uh, that is your reward for thoroughly disrupting the doorways protest. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, you've Angus, you've been being pursued by like what amounts to security guards. They're, they're members of doorways who, who are just like watching the perimeter and making sure that no one gets up into any shenanigans. Who you see approaching you now is is a very different sort of like this is not the doorway security. Uh, you see several. Uh, let's go with three dark robed figures emerging from the temple itself, and they kind of blow past. Now that the protest has been a little bit disrupted, they blow past um, the people at the podium on the stairs and start making their way forward. Uh, and the one in the front sort of glances down at his wrist and then looks up and points directly at Chester. Uh, And the other two, uh, sort of with one of their two hands on each arm, reach into their robe pockets and pull out some some threatening-looking orbs and sort of make to to advance upon you. What do y'all do? Oh no, robe globes! (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what they do, but they came out of robes! <laughs> okay, so Robin, I need I, I feel like as uh the stand in super Satan that I am, mm-hmm. I wanna get a lay of the land of uh how are people reacting to me? Are they like wanting to stay away or is it like, oh no, we gotta like stop like we're gonna crowd in on him and attack him kind of a thing. So far the members of the protest have been very fearful. They're just like, I don't know what this is, but I don't wanna be anywhere near it. Uh, I think they've kind of been stoked up into a bit of a panic about, like, other dimensions being scary and bad and dangerous, and then something completely alien-looking showed up and started screeching and hollering, and it just, like, yeah, it could have gone anger, but it went fear. Everyone's just, like, backed away and kind of pressed against the corners of the square. That said, these robed figures, they're they're looking aggressive. They are looking to move in on you. Okay, so as I'm looking around, seeing everybody fearful, I see Angus has done like that trick over the fountain or whatever and is trying to draw attention. I'm like, oh no, this is bad. And so uh, I wanted to try to go collect Angus and then try to make a way out. And I'm willing to kind of like be the focus of whatever attacks are going to come our way. And I, I, and I, like, look over at, at Nick and, like, you need to get out of here! Uh, yeah, so Chester expresses his uh, his plan. We need to get out of here. 
Uh, I think it's it's loud enough that Nick, uh, Angus, and Elliot, you can all hear this, and you see these rope pickers in closing. Yeah, are are we all making a break for it? I think as Chester is making his move to go to go gather up uh, Angus and and Elliot as well, or he he's he's making his move over that way to to sort of regroup with everyone. Uh, Nick takes the moment to jump off of off of Chester's back uh, and approach the robed figures. And as he sheaths his negatana, he says, "Please wait. There, there's got to be some sort of misunderstanding. You, you can t- t- tuck the tuck the globes back into the robes. Uh, he, he's not the real Super Satan. Uh, I don't know that anyone's actually had any proof that Super Satan really exists or anything. But please, th- th- there's no need to to cause any any trouble." Behind Nick, Angus is like, uh, uh, not going, but like holding his hands out and being like, "Carry me away! It's the Super Rapture." <laughs> <laughs> Super rapture. Beautiful. Um I think as you approach them, there's sort of a weird static effect like yeah, you 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 approach them and you make this offer and you're trying to reason with them, uh which which should work out for you cuz you can at least find out what's going on. You've got a universal translator. Things should be going well here. And as one of them begins to speak, the the translator sort of like you, you can feel it get a little bit warm and there's a little bit of like mental static which is not an that's not a comfortable feeling mm. and you can tell that it just like it's not quite able to parse whatever their language language they're speaking doesn't seem to be in in uh, uh included in this universal translator or at least the whatever dialect they're speaking is maybe just too strange or too ancient for you to for this this technology to be able to keep up with uh, so you get a lot of noise and a lot of static as one of them points again at Chester and, and says something to you. Uh, but in amongst that noise and static, you sort of get a couple of words. Uh, and the words you are able to make out are armor and warning. Uh, and and this thing looks very threatening. Uh, this this creature before you looks... Uh, this person, it's a, it's a humanoid, uh, looks like they are not messing around ah oh the sound is so much look i i I don't know what you're trying to say but chester hasn't done anything wrong i I know we caused a bit of ruckus but he's my friend we're here if you're gonna try and do anything to him you've got to get through me oh boy (laughs) yeah i think they take that bait um one of them throws their orb at you it impacts and and sort of an energy field radiates out from it and then immediately back in it's like a like a weird implosion where it like balloons out and then zoop, and it's gone and, and to everyone else around it's just like oh that didn't didn't really do much and it takes a moment to clock that when it zooped back nick was not standing there anymore <laughs> oh, God. the the ball is gone as well but yeah you, nick has has disappeared with it uh so this is where we leave things uh nick has been um zapped into the ether uh the rest of you see this happen but uh but you don't know where he went or how to get him back uh, but what you do know is that these robed figures are closing in on you uh and you're going to have to do something fast and meanwhile up at the stairs lake looks her mom in the eye faced with just an impossible choice and stammers with absolutely no idea what she can possibly say.